Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. I'm sorry I'm a little late. I got held up talking about hockey jerseys with the Frenchie over in Canada. So so right now, we have none other than Rossi McCree with me again. We're actually doing our top 10 comedy movies. Say hello to everyone, Rossi. Hello, everyone. Nice not seeing you guys again, but nice being on the show again. Right. I'm always happy to actually have you on the show and everything. I you always bring like a sense of lightness and everything to the to the show and everything. And you know, you just have a great radio voice anyways. That's what my friend Tamika wanted me to tell you. You're welcome. Thank you. I enjoy coming on the show. It's a lot of fun for me. So I'm glad. Yes. Yes. So when you said that you want to do a top ten list of comedies, mm -hmm. I was really yeah. challenged. And that's actually a good thing because I love being challenged when okay. making this list. So let's go on ahead and talk about your, since you're the guest, you can go on ahead okay. and open up to your, to your list. Okay. So let's see. You want to start with 10 and go up to one or start with one and go down? Let's go with 10 and work our way up. Awesome. Okay. So I love comedy movies. I love to laugh. I love stand up. So this one was really hard because I had so many, um, movies that I wanted to add. So my number 10 is going to be me, myself and Irene with uh, Jim Ooh. Carrey, um, Renee Zellweger and uh, uh, Anthony Anderson and a bunch of other awesome people in the movie. And if you don't know about this movie, um, you guys need to see it. It's a great movie. You have Jim Carrey who's playing um, a Long Island or a Rhode Island uh, trooper and he has a double personality. So his name is Charlie, but his personality is named Hank. And Hank is off the wall, crazy, um, rude, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And you have Jim Carrey with these three kids and um, they happen to be uh, black kids, which is extra funny. Three <laughs> big black kids, which is extra funny. So the movie starts and it starts with him 
you see him at home with his family. He goes to the grocery store and that's when the snap happens and he ends up, you end up meeting Hank at the grocery store. This was a great movie. This is actually one of my favorite uh, Jim Carrey movies, to be honest with you. I'm actually glad that you actually have a Jim Carrey movie on there because I actually have two of them on mine. Okay. But I mean, I Irene was one of those ones that wasn't on my list. It wasn't because I didn't enjoy it or whatever. But I just left my ass off every single time whenever you have the part where Irene wakes up in the hotel room and Hank's woken up and he's peeing all, all through yeah. the morning and everything. He goes, do we have sex? And all of a sudden she goes, yeah, well, you had sex. The dildo was up your ass the whole night. Wow. So, yes, 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 yes. yes. Or the, or the too, right. Go ahead, go ahead. Then also to the Richard Pryor bit where the kids are watching Richard Pryor doing the comedian thing, too. That was actually funny. Absolutely. This movie actually works out really well, you know. Go ahead yes. and talk about some more of your favorite scenes. Um, I think my my favorite scene out of the whole movie is when he's um, he's Hank and it's in the beginning of the film and you see him. Uh, you see a mother nursing her baby um, at a park sitting on the bench. And then in the next scene, you see Hank nursing from the woman and the baby's not there. And I just found that to be absolutely hilarious. Or when he's in a grocery store and he gets on the intercom and he's calling out um certain uh, items from the grocery store and he, he um, asked for, um, I think it was tampons or something like that. Anyways, super funny movie, super hilarious. And Jim Carrey, you know, when he acts, you know, he puts his whole body into his character. So you're looking at his facial expressions, everything. He's just funny. So that, that has to be one of my favorite Jim Carrey films. Mine too, to be honest with you. I love whenever he transforms his body and the shapes and stuff like that that he has yes. to do. Matter of fact, I remember in high school when that was like the most controversial thing that we actually talked about was when Jim Carrey goes and sucks on the woman's boob and everything. And one of my goes, my one of my friends is like, I need to see this movie. I'm like, <laughs> that's just how much we were pervs up in high school, you know? But the movie works out for itself. I really enjoy this film. I'm glad that you actually picked this one out and everything, to it be honest so with you. so hard. I had, like, you know, you can literally, we could do a Jim Carrey top 10 Jim, Jim Carrey movies alone. You know what I mean? There's so exactly. many that I wanted to choose from, but I have to say this one was just the multiple personality, um, the, the, the kids, Anthony Anderson's part. It was just altogether a great movie. So yay, Jim Carrey. I agree with you. So my number 10, I actually yeah. went with something a little bit different okay. uh, than what you did. And that would be Furious Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes. Yeah, I really love this movie. I remember renting this from v the VHS store. My mom goes, <laughs> my, mom, my mom looks at me and goes, you better not be learning anything on how to actually play hooky from school. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But, go ahead. That was the best. But but yeah, I mean, I love the scene when he has the whole school underneath his belt, pretty much. Where it's like, hey, go ahead and collect the money for Bueller. Then the teacher's calling him Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. That was actually one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. Then you have Cameron, and this actually reminds me of my friendship with one of my friends and everything. He goes, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. Then he cranks up the car and then he uh, ends up uh, uncranking it again. He goes, I'm going to, he goes, 
he's going to make me feel guilty. He's going to make me feel guilty. And then I, then after that, I have to hear for it all the time and everything. I'm not going. And then all of a sudden he cranks up the car. He goes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> and next oh. thing you know, Cameron's just go, he just feels frustrated. Yeah. And he just yells. And I love that scene and everything because it's fighting with his whole entire will of the consequences in his mind because he's so afraid of his dad. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. That, that was a good, I'm surprised I didn't think about that one. That was actually, um, I probably seen that. I've seen it so many times and you know, it's one of those movies. Every time you see it, you see something different that you didn't see or maybe paid attention to because there's so much going on, but you can literally watch that movie over and over again. And it's like, it stands up today. Most definitely. You know? Because even the part, right, especially with the principal, though, too. Yes. yes. If you actually think about it, Rainy and everything. And also the arcade, whenever uh, he sees someone that's actually similar to Ferris, uh, to Ferris yeah. and he's yeah. going to the arcade, he goes, I got you, buddy. And it's actually a woman. <laughs> she ends or, up decking him. Or the scene where, I mean, just the, you know how he puts everything together in his room so that when his parents come, you know, the, you have the, the, the stereo where he has a snore effect, you have the yep. dummy in the bed, you have all that he set up to skip school. Exactly. And, have, and that's yeah. what's so comical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, yes. You know what? If that was my parents, though, I know it's the 80s. My mom would have went into the whole entire room. She would not Absolutely. just. Absolutely. Yes. And everything. If you're gonna yes. fake something, fake a diarrhea. It's actually easier to fake, <laughs> you know, because all the all the person will do is go over to the doctor's, just squeeze your stomach a little bit, act like they. Uh, the doctor will go over there and push down on your stomach. All you have to say, ow, ow, ow. Okay, liquid go. diet. You get to stay there home for go. a couple of days, and be done. No faking the temperature, nothing like that. You get to be home, and you can exactly. have a liquid diet. <laughs> They yes, that's why it was great when he did it because who does that? Who does that? Exactly. So when you see that in the film, you're ready for the movie. Exactly. If it, you know what though? It actually, you know the tone. You know what you're getting getting for. It's right there in your face. Something yes. I appreciate about it. It knows what it is. Yeah. This movie's a classic. I watch this every single time it's on Direct TV or if it's on Netflix. <laughs> right. I'm always going to Paris because of the day off. Yes. So. Yes. Good pick, uh, John. Was there any other? Yeah, thanks. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I think the fact that when you're watching a movie, you're not realizing what an epic day off that they're going to have that day. You know, yeah. um, the the exactly. what was it the Michael Jackson scene that the whole cast and crew danced to in downtown Chicago, and I think it was a Shake It Up Baby, Twist and Shout. Yeah, yeah, Twist you're not Doctor Shay by uh, yeah, Doctor Shay. Who's that guy in Vegas that was really popular and everything? Wayne Newton sings that Wayne song. Newton, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it was just perfect. The way yes, they so actually did that whole entire choreography of it. Because that was just right on the nose. It was perfect. Even with his dad dancing outside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Inside the building and everything, too. Yep. Oh. Uh, my girlfriend said, I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I do too, babe. That's actually one of my favorite ones. And then she said, please tell me someone picked Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> oh, so, my. Oh, you know, I was going to pick that one, but I was like, uh, I don't know. But I've seen probably all three, I think there were. Three Weekend at Bernie's? There was like only two. Was there two? Okay, well, I've seen them both. Yeah. 
I and I to, thought it was funny but, at the time. I mean, I really did. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna steal my own thunder on that one. So okay, okay, we're gonna okay. go on ahead. Okay. So yeah, I'm not gonna steal my own thunder. So you go on ahead. Okay. So the next one um, on my list is Little Miss Sunshine. That was okay, uh, that I didn't came see out. That one. You didn't see that? Oh wow. Okay. So it came out, and I have my notes on 06, and you have a young Abigail Braslin, and you have Alan Arkin and Greg Kinnear, and you have this little girl who wants to be in this pageant. And she has this family that's just a quirky family issues and all that. So they decide, you know what, we're gonna take her, which is Abigail, we're gonna drive, I think it's cross country, they do a road trip with the whole family. So you have the grandpa, you have the mom and dad, the brother, you have like a, a uncle that's like not really there and you have Alan Arkin who's the grandfather who's absolutely hilarious. So they do this road trip to take her to go do this pageant. And she's not like other little girls. She's kind of like, you know, awkward and she wears the glasses, just really smart. And so okay. the story takes place. And See, they I remember into, seeing previews of, go on. No, no, and then they get into this, this, this you know, it's cross country adventure and, and, and crazy things happened and they get her to the pageant and Dude, she ends up getting on stage and doing this funny dance with her grandpa. And I think she danced to like Cherry Pie or some weird song. Anyways, this movie was a great movie. It was an independent film and um, it's a cult classic. I absolutely love it. I think people should go back and check it out. To be honest with you, I remember seeing the trailers for this and stuff like that. I remember, uh, I think even on MTV, um, the award show that they had for the movie okay. show, I remember actually seeing that. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll actually check this out later on. I just never got around to checking it out. So and then job. a couple of years, I, you know what? Shame on me. I need to go in and check this out <laughs> soon. So I'll definitely check out the streaming services, see what they have. Is there any other scenes that actually sticks out for you with this one to actually sell me to speed through it so I can actually watch this? <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, I can't think of his name. He played in Bruce Almighty. He was the lead. Oh. In Bruce. Okay. You know, the 40-year-old version. I can't think of his name, but he's Steve Car Yeah, there you go. He's in this film, and you don't notice him because you don't know that Tim at the time. But he plays this depressed uncle. You really don't. He's just kind of there. It's kind of weird and odd, and you don't realize it's him. Steve Carell until, you know, maybe when he does Bruce Almighty and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the dude from Miss, um, Little Miss Sunshine. But a big major part of the film is Alan Arkin, who plays the grandfather. He ends up dying um, after the trip or on the way there or, whatever, or after the pageant or whatever. So then you have them with the body that they have to get the body from the pageant to the hospital and they cover them up. I mean, Absolutely hilarious. And that's one okay. of the big things when grandpa dies. And I don't want to, I mean, that's like a really big spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but check it out, John, and get back to me. I definitely will. You know okay. I will, because you know I enjoyed I know the you last will. movie. So, <laughs> and I like Steve Carell, though. I like Steve Carell. I do, too. And stuff yeah. like that. So, I actually do have uh, something actually listed on there, too. Okay. <laughs> with Steve Carell. Okay. So, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Um, so my next one is going to be Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Oh, my gosh. That's on my list, too. You go ahead and take it. 
Okay. So, Coming to America is actually one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, I remember as a kid, <laughs> I rented this at a video store. <laughs> and the woman behind the desk, I don't know if she knew it was rated R or not, but <laughs> I was like, well, it's Eddie Murphy. I mean, it can't be that bad. And then <laughs> here I am yeah. watching it. And I didn't, and, you know, as you get older and stuff like that, you start getting the jokes. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite thing, though, that I have to say about it was whenever he's in Africa and then you have the per- the butlers following him to the bathroom, because for once, I wish that I could actually use the bathroom by myself. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also the other things, though, that actually happens, though, too, where wherever he goes, there's rose petals. He can't yes. step anywhere without rose petals and right. things like that. And then there's also the other thing that I really have to say that I really thought that was funny. That makes me laugh every time when the woman yeah. comes in to be, when Eddie Murphy's trying to find a bride. And goes, yeah. What kind of music? She goes, what, what kind of music do you like? Whatever music you like. And then she's like, and he's like, well, what kind of food do you like? Whatever food you like. <laughs> I'm like, great. This really feels like an awkward date. <laughs> That you right? just met off of Tinder. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, I really like that. And then, of course, uh, City Hall being his friend and then, yes. and stuff like that was really great. And then finally, they go over into Queens. But my favorite yeah. thing, though, is good morning, everybody. And then he goes, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> That's right. And then he's like, fuck you, too. <laughs> and, That's right. You know, That's right. You know what's funny? I actually used that for my fa- my movie page though for for everybody to laugh at in the morning times. I'm like, yeah. so I actually yeah. used the clip from Eddie Murphy's uh, "Coming to America" with the "fuck you" thing for "Good Morning." Yeah, yeah. Because I, like that. I figured, that, thanks, just for a little bit of a laugh, just to get people throughout the day. But I, I can you see know, that. with what you post, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, here's another thing though: I did not even know that Samuel Jackson was even in this movie. At wait, all. did you know that? Oh wait, he was the bum. Oh no, 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 he was a dude that stuck up. Uh, didn't he st- yeah. stick up the McDowell's restaurant? Yeah, that was <laughs> him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even realize that until like later on in life. I'm like, wait, that's Samuel Jackson. Exactly. No, I didn't realize that at the time either. Oh, let's see here. Uh, Brandy said the same where the bride is acting like a dog at his command. Yeah, that was the one I was. Yes. Talking talking about that was funny yes um uh, what what other scene, what scenes do you like though because i've been talking um, about some of the scenes i like i love the um the scene where they're in church of course and the was is it sexual chocolate yeah they're sexual on, chocolate. okay <laughs> yeah. sexual chocolate and it's um arsenio hall's character and just that whole scene where they're where <laughs> where they're doing the the song the sexual chocolate song and the jerry curl and the look on the people's face in the audience that was my favorite my favorite scene oh also the um the barbershop scene oh yeah the barbershop one was the my favorite though too. Yeah, the, the two old yes, men the that old man in the barbershop yes yes there's so many scenes and john i mean we can go on i mean if this the, was a coming to american review i would definitely want this movie just stays fresh in my mind for some reason. I, it's just one of those movies that I don't have to go back and revisit. 
because I know yeah, it by exactly. heart. Yep. Which is also why, too, that I'm also good with the "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead" review that we that we did yes. uh, that I did on the podcast, and I I revisit it, but I also know it by heart without having to revisit anything. So this movie is one of those movies that are on the same level. I get that. I've seen um, I've seen that one too, and yes, that's one where you don't have to revisit it. You know that movie, and and just like you know, coming to America, you know it. There's so many scenes that people love. So yes. That was a good one. Um, that was going to be my number two. So we'll just know that that was number two. And we, we... Okay. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. So my number eight, this is a, a classic. And I love this as a young teen. Um, Can't Buy Me Love. Can't okay. Buy Me Love. I heard about that one. Okay. So it came out in 87. You have um, Dr. McDreamy, who's Patrick Dempsey. That was in, um, if you know Grey's Anatomy. Back in the day, he was like an original cast of Grey's Anatomy, and everyone referred to him, Patrick Dempsey, as Dr. McDreamy. So anyways, you have a young Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson, and Patrick Dempsey plays this nerdy kid in school, and he just wants to be popular because there's a popular girl that he just absolutely just loves and adores. So what happens is he goes to a mall, she's at the mall, she's getting this new outfit, and she ends up spilling some, and it's, it actually is an outfit from her mom's closet that she wore that she wasn't supposed to, supposed to. She spills something on it. He has the money to get it cleaned, but in exchange, she has to make him popular for a week. And the movie takes place. So he goes to school and she, he hangs out with her. She introduces him to everyone to where people end up loving him. And he ends up being more popular than he ever even imagines and forgets about her and her friends ends oh. up turning on her. So this movie is just, it's just a hilarious movie. It's so funny. Um, Patrick Dempsey was just, he was a great comedian at that time. I mean, really funny yeah. in the movie. And um, yeah, I, I've seen that movie hundreds of times. I, it was my favorite movie growing up. So that okay. had to be my number eight. Okay. Do you have any one-liners that you remember from that movie that you um, find that's actually funny or? There's, there's no one-liners, but there, there is a scene where he's so popular and you know, when kids are popular, everyone wants to do what you do. So they go to a school dance and at the school dance, um, he gets on a dance floor and he, he was watching, he loved watching these national geographic um, African films and stuff. So he saw the dances that they used to do. So he goes to the school dance and he gets on a dance floor and starts doing this African dance. Everyone's kind of staring at him and kind of like, what the heck? And then you have one other person look at him and well, he's popular. So, you know, let's do the dance before you know it. The whole gymnasium at that school dance is doing this dance. <laughs> absolutely hilar uh, hilarious because they didn't know that it was a dance that he got from a National Geographic movie or, or okay. you know, documentary. That was the most um, funniest scene, one of the funniest scenes in the film. Okay. And if you I'm guys go back to the you will definitely laugh at that part. Yes. Okay, I'll definitely check that out. Even my girlfriend is saying, uh, seen it more times than I can count. Yes. Uh, she and she says, you haven't seen this? No, baby, I have not seen this movie. So if you can Google it and find out where it's streaming at, that would be great. And we can probably watch it over the weekend. Awesome. But let's see here. 
number eight for me is the 40-year-old version with Steve Carell. Yes. And I find this movie <laughs> hilarious every time I watch this film. Now, there are some people that are like, oh, I didn't like that film, which I understand. Comedy is the yeah. most subjective thing that you can actually make. Everybody's humor is different. But I really have to say, Steve Carell actually did a fantastic job at playing a guy that is supposed to be a virgin. <laughs> then you have Seth Rogen in, the, in this movie. And he's here's the thing. I like Seth Rogen as a co-star in movies. And okay. he knocked it out of the park with this the, with this one. And then also, too, Paul Rudd in this film was hilarious, who was yeah. a guy who was trying to get over his ex-girlfriend, Amy. And he he just wasn't having it. Everything reminded him of Amy. And then you also have uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen, who was just the stoner guy who was making a soap opera for a screenwriting thing. And then you also have the bald-headed guy who's just whipped by his wife and everything. He's always scared of her and stuff, which was actually <laughs> pretty funny. And then Kevin Hart's even in this movie, though, too, as a special cameo. Hmm. And I watched too. the film. Um, the first time I watched it, I really wasn't into it. My husband mm -hmm. loved, loved the movie, so I watched it again with him. And it's one of those where, for me... It took me a few times to watch it or maybe the second time to kind of get the funny in it. But for the first time, I'm like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciated it the second yeah. time I watched it. And, and yeah, it was a good movie. It was a funny movie. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. Like, even with the other guys, with um, Will Ferrell and also Mark Wahlberg, for example, the first time I saw it in theaters, I'm like, okay, I don't really care for it. Then once it came on DirecTV, I watched it again. I'm laughing at every single joke. I'm like, I really like this film compared to where I was in the theater. I don't know if it was the audience or whatever, but I just yeah. didn't care for it. But watching it on DirecTV actually enhanced my experience for the film, which is weird for me. But the things that I liked about this film that made me laugh, though, too, was he goes, yeah, everybody drives a fucking bike. Yeah, when they're six. And then... Uh, Steve Carell is there. He goes, yeah, I think I'll go on ahead and make me an omelet and color some more of my stuff. And Seth Rogen <laughs> goes, yeah, that sounds like a fucking great idea. <laughs> and, and, then, and then also, too, the other thing that I thought that was actually funny, though, too, was, hey, have you ever felt a girl's boob? He goes, yeah, I felt like a bag of sand. And it's just one of those things where he's staying up at three o'clock in the morning, going over things that he actually is, is questioning about. He goes, yeah. Nah, they're not going to remember. They're not, they're not going to remember. Those, those guys were cool. Not, doesn't he also have a scene where he's? Doesn't he get waxed in that scene as well? Yep. Okay. Yeah. The okay. Best For some reason scene. that stands out to me. Yeah, because that was like okay. the most standout scene. Because he actually did get his hair. Uh, matter of fact, it was his birthday. Matter of fact, and he, the, how I found all this out was because I was watching the Today Show whenever the film yeah. was first being released, and his wife goes, "What the hell happened to you?" He goes, "I I went into work today today," and he goes, "I can see that, but when you left, you had a full <laughs> set of hair on your chest. Now you have a half of a chest <laughs> of your chest right. hair." So what happened? Right. <laughs> so he literally went into that thing and waxed his own chest. Mm, so that and really then, was real. Yep, that was real. Even the nipple part and everything mm. that made me hurt. 
<laughs> but I like the one he said. Remember the Kelly Clarkson one? He goes, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> no. Right? Rips off the, yeah, she rips off the nipple, uh, rips it off and everything. And he's like, Kelly Clarkson. And then he goes, <laughs> because of the fact that it hurts so bad, though. Mm. Yeah, but uh, this, that scene was good. And then Paul Rudd goes, you look like a man or lantern. A man or lantern. And and then uh, there was also the scene in the side of the club where he goes, uh, so what do you think of my shirt? And then Seth Rogen goes, it looks great. What was Curious George like in real life? So I like the little, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then there's also the other thing, though, too. He goes, it's not like I have a bunch of women chasing after me or whatever, because I was the yo-yo master back in school. Do me, yo-yo master. Do me. <laughs> Just started oh laughing my ass off. But yeah, I mean, the stuff that Steve Carell does, the facial expressions alone is why I go see a Steve Carell movie. And I get that in the the Bruce Almighty's, the 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 Evan or what was the the other one, Liar Liar, wasn't he in Liar Liar? Evan the Liar. news. There you go. Okay, where he played the newscaster. Yeah, and Bruce Almighty. Yeah, okay. okay, that's yep. it. Okay, but I do like Steve so, Carell. But yeah, um, Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, hit and miss for me. Okay. But I do get that it's a classic because, I mean, guys love it. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. a raunchy comedy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's too raunchy for uh, some women and stuff like that, too, to the point where it takes them out of a movie for it being too raunchy, yeah. which I yeah. totally understand. But yeah. for a guy, if you're looking for a good movie to laugh at or whatever, go on ahead and check out the 40-year-old version. Absolutely. It's definitely worth watching. Absolutely. Okay, it is so, a cool classic. It is a cult classic. Definitely. Okay, so this one, this next one is um, number seven and half baked. Okay, I like that one. Okay, okay. So, so. I mean, half baked. Um, you have Dave Chappelle. Um, gosh, dude, I can't name the other guys in it. I think Jim Brewer. Um, yep, Jim Brewer was in it. Jim Brewer was in it, and a couple of uh, great other people. But so you have um, Dave Chappelle, who is a janitor um, at this um, medical facility, this uh, cannabis facility. Well, his friend who plays Kenny, who is just this sweet guy who happens to be a kindergarten teacher, ends up uh, going to jail because uh, they had got the munchies one night. He ended up feeding a, a police uh, horse um, too much <laughs> snacks and the horse falls over right. and died, which is a criminal offense. He goes to jail. So the plot of the movie is his friends have to get him out of jail. So in order to get him out of jail, they decide we'll sell weed and we'll do that. And the movie just starts. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, um, Dave Chappelle also plays a character named Samson, who was one of my favorite characters because of the, you remember the, the rap videos that they would show of Samson and he was really huge in New yeah. York. And you have, <laughs> you have Dave Chappelle <laughs> with the, the corn rolls and the gold teeth and, yeah. and that song. But the movie was just really funny. He ends up meeting a girl, uh, Dave Chappelle, and her name happens to be Mary Jane. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And remember, she doesn't mm -hmm. like, he's, totally against weed smoking because of some crazy thing that happened. So he has to hide it from her that he's like, you know, selling weed to get his friend out of jail, who, by the way, is, you know, 
counting down the days before he becomes uh, a dude's uh, buddy in jail. So that alone is funny as well. So you can, I've seen this movie so many times. I think everyone would love this movie. And if you like Dave yeah. Chappelle and his <laughs> earlier career, you, you love Half-Baked. I can actually agree with that as well. I remember at Blockbuster when this movie came out and yeah. I rented it for the very first time. I laughed nonstop with this film and everything. And also, too, if you want to light up on 420, that would probably be the movie that you would actually recommend for somebody for lighting <laughs> up for 420. But, you know, I haven't seen this movie in forever and I wanted to actually revisit this film not too long ago. So I'm hoping that I can actually see it on HBO Max or something in the future. Yeah. So it's just certain scenes and stuff like that. Does the stuff that you mentioned came yeah. back to me? But yeah. other stuff is like in splurs and stuff like that. I, like I have no memory of some some of the scenes and everything. So, but I definitely love that film. I definitely recommend it to anybody that actually wants to see it. My girlfriend even wants to see this movie because she never heard of it. So really, I'm like, yeah. So oh, that's she, gonna be fun for her. Yes, it is. I'm going to envy her for watching this for the first time. Absolutely. Don't you love watching those movies with people for the first time? Yes. Yes, I do. Because yeah. I want to see if they actually have the same experience that I do. Because exactly. I sometimes yeah. I actually look just to see what their, people's expressions are. <laughs> too. I even do that in the movie theaters, too, for seeing a movie for the very first time. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. I actually, okay, so I have a John Cusack movie on the list. Okay, okay. And this also stars Jack Black. This movie came out in 2000. Okay. It is the movie High Fidelity. Oh, I didn't see that movie. You know what? That's why I actually picked it, because it's actually underrated. Okay. Basically, this is one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, they actually made an Amazon Prime series out of it, but they yeah. did a, instead of it being a, uh, male role uh, they did a female role instead they did a switcheroo where it's not about a male that's actually questioning his inabilities uh, as a man on his relationships that he actually went through his past life and also too wondering why women keep leaving him and being rejected okay. but really he, but really in all honesty John Cusack's actually the asshole and everything and the reason why women are actually not wanting to be with him but it also has his sister in this movie. Uh, Jack, basically, it's about this guy who actually owns a record store in Chicago. And he's, and basically, that was like on the verge of vinyl, CDs, cassette tapes, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it has a very 2000s uh, flavor to it, which I really love because it's all about making mixtapes, trying to make the mix to the right person, and stuff like that, too. But Jack Black just steals the show. And also Dick. The character Dick is in this movie. Uh, that's okay. in this movie, too. Basically, how these two people got jobs was because they just wandered into the into John Cusack's store. And John Cusack decided to go on ahead and hire them. And they never left the store since. He even breaks the third wall explaining how they came into his life. And, okay. and John Cusack's character's name is Rob. Rob is trying to get over... Robin. Robin and him actually broke up. And a matter of fact, when he opens up the store, you're actually first introduced to Dick, which is actually this awkwardly skinny dude, weighs 120 pounds, soaking wet, <laughs> kind of quiet, laid back kind of guy, total opposite of what um, Jack Black's character is, Barry. And also, too, 
what I what else is actually pretty funny though is this: they're actually music snobs. If you actually think about it, because they think they actually know everything about music. Okay. So, so they actually do that. They actually organize their vinyl collections and stuff like that according to how they actually feel and stuff like that. <laughs> so they're kind of nerdy in a sense, but what and it also has what's that? Tim Robbins in this movie though too. Yeah. Who? Okay. Um. Uh, John Cusack's girlfriend actually leaves him for, which is his name is actually Ian. The character's name is Ian in this movie. But the funny thing is that I really liked is when Jack Black walks to the door, they're listening to Dick's mixtape. They're enjoying it. And then Jack Black goes, okay, what the hell is this shit? He goes, this is Dick's mixtape that he made. And we're quite enjoying it. He goes, no, you don't need that. He goes on ahead, goes behind the counter, and he goes, I believe this is yours, chunks the mixtape, and puts in his mixtape with Walk, uh, Walking on Sunshine. Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, he does his whole entire Jack Black-isms, where he's clapping his hands, he's dancing around the counter, and all that stuff. And he goes, he goes, what are you doing, Barry? And he goes, what? I can't hear you over the volume. And he cranks it up even more. And then he cranks it back down and goes, what the hell was that? He goes, that was a mixtape that I made for you on this specific day and everything. And he goes, I also made a little bit of loopy loop in there too. <laughs> so, but the I love this movie. You can connect with it. It's about friendship. Not only is it about friendship, it's also about changing as a person, questioning why uh, maybe you might be the problem in the re- in a relationship and stuff like that. It's really great, and also too, Ian also plays this guy who's actually is good at making love. And John Cusack goes into the whole entire uh, <laughs> things of you have not have sex until you had sex with Ian. <laughs> That's what he wow. actually says, wow. and then he goes into the whole entire meltdown of his girlfriend having sex with Ian, and then <laughs> when he asks her. <laughs> Did you have sex with Ian? He goes, no, I did not have sex with Ian yet. And so in his mind, he asked Barry, who which is Jack Black, he goes, what does that mean yet? Does that mean like I haven't seen Evil Dead yet? Or does that mean like I'm not going to go see Evil Dead? He goes, well, first off, why the hell are you not going to go see Evil Dead 2? Evil Dead 2 is amazing. And so he didn't even help the situation. And then he just calls him out on his sweater. He goes, that don't even look like a sweater. That looks like a Cosby sweater is what wow. you have on. So wow. it's really great. If you if you really want to check this out, check it out. I'd totally recommend High it. High fidelity. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Number six, um, office space. Okay, I remember Office Space. Okay. Yeah, it's an okay. old I remember the 90s and everything watching it. So okay. I just don't okay. remember certain scenes. This is going to be another one of those things like half eight. <laughs> okay, all right. So you have Ron Livingston. You have um, uh, Peter, uh, I think it's Gary Soul or something. Anyways, and Bill Lumberg, who plays Bill Lumberg. I'm sorry. Gary Cole, who plays Bill Lumberg. Sorry. Anyway, so you have a guy, um, Ron, who Ron Livingston, who um, works at this office, you know, your your typical cubicle office space type of place, and he hates his job. He absolutely hates it. 
and he hates his boss, who is Bill Lombard. Um, and so you have the guy that that goes to work and he's trying to figure out a way of getting out of this job. He doesn't want to be there. And in the movie, you meet the different characters that work in the office. And that's where the movie takes place at is is in this office space. And you have a big part of the movie where if you remember at the end of the day, he's just trying to get out of there. He's sneaking out because right. you have Lombard who's always asking you, can you stay late? I think I need you to stay late. So anyways, the dude's miserable throughout the whole film, but it's absolutely funny because you get to meet the, the funny characters. You have the one guy who um, is always worried about losing his job. He thinks every day they're going to fire me. I know they're going to fire me, which is um, actually is there's another funny scene with the guy, because if you remember, he ends up, <laughs> he ends up pulling out of his driveway and as he pulls out of his driveway, he gets hit by a truck. So he gets hit by a truck and he lives through it, but he's in this full body cast. He gets all this money back. So he's telling you about this new game that he's gonna come up with called Jumping to Conclusions. And it was supposed <laughs> to be like a twister game, if you remember that part. And he's talking about that. You have oh, another yeah. character who, um, I think he plays, I forget his name in a movie, but anyways, he's the one that always, uh, they move his desk to like the back of the office. And then they tell him, well, we're going to have to put your desk downstairs in a basement. And he's always saying, I'm going to burn this place down. I'm going to burn this place down. Which in the end, he ends up burning a place down. Anyways, this is just a really good movie. You have Jennifer Aniston who's also in this movie, who plays the, the lead character's love interest that works at um, like a, like a Applebee's. And so you, you, they also shoot the scene in the restaurant where they have, you know, where you meet Jennifer Aniston at and the quirky people that work in this restaurant. And it's just a good movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I've seen it a lot of times. And I just love that movie. It's kind of like a half baked in a way, you know, another classic that came out in late 90s right i remember the late 90s i still remember the, you always have that one guy that's always panicking if he's going to get fired yes, yes. so you know it's very relatable it's something that it you is. didn't think at the time that you're going to relate to it and then later yep. on in life you wind up becoming an adult and then you wind up relating to it even more so Absolutely. i definitely you meet those people when you work you end up meeting right those people and everyone knows those people the lady you know on monday that says oh it's a moon day and just uh, you know you meet those people throughout life and i've met those people and you for me i always think back to office space and laugh because it's like you said it's very relatable but it's hilarious it's so funny and at the end the guy ends up leaving the office and ends up going and doing construction work where he loves it. He's working outside and just life's better. Definitely. And that's yes. something that I really like though, too. Then of course you also have the guy who always wants to leave early because of the fact that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. And you know, who, who doesn't want to be at work for the whole entire eight or nine or maybe 12 hours that you're working right. and everything. Right. It's like, I, I need to get out of here before I bust yes. kind of thing. And it's, Two quirky, quirky friends. One's name is Michael Bolton. And and everyone 
thinks that because his name is Michael Bolton, he loves the singer that was big at that time named Michael Bolton. And it's just, they take little, little jabs at, you know, certain pop history that was going on at mm -hmm. the time. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I love little jabs here and there when it comes do. down to movies, pop culture and stuff. It's just great. Yes. And, you know, that, I can actually see why that's actually one of your favorite movies. So good choice on that one. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. What so you got? let's see here. Well, number six, I have actually Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Tell everyone about it, please. Okay. Okay. So basically, I'm not going to steal my own thunder because I'm actually supposed to be doing a review next Monday for this. Okay. But okay. I will go in through maybe a couple of my favorite scenes and then go from there. But okay. it's about these two idiots who works for this guy named Bernie Lomax. <laughs> Lomax is a corruptive guy. And the actually wants to piss off on them from stealing from the company, embezzling from the company. Then, of course, he wants to go on ahead and kill them. So what better way to do that? And fight them over for a, a weekend over at his place at this big old huge condo out on the beach. He thinks that he's going to get away with it. But it's the actually the opposite of what happens. Instead, right. Lomax winds up um, actually getting killed instead because the people that he was embezzling money with or whatever decides to backstab him and then the two morons at the office that was supposed to wind up being the ones who winds up taking the whole entire um winds up uh embezzling supposedly the money from the company winds up getting framed for the murder of bernie in instead so instead of them calling the cops or anything like that like you know what let's just go and act like he's alive <laughs> You know, everybody from all over the beach and everything is like, hey, Burn, do you want to go in here and smoke some weed with me? Smoke some cocaine? <laughs> and and he goes, I know you're holding. Next thing you know, uh, Bernie winds up leaning over. He goes, I knew you had some. And then the girl, <laughs> there was this other girl who just comes out out of nowhere and everything and starts uh, talking with him, wanting to make out with him. And the two idiots are like, this could actually work. So they act like the whole entire time Bernie's alive, but he's really dead. And also, too, they also have to deal with the fact that somebody actually might want to kill them, too, because of the fact that they're them, because they actually think that they're actually friends of Bernie's and everything. So I really love this film for what it is. If I actually had to do a remake of this, I said this before, but I would actually yeah. cast Vince Vaughn. I would cast Vince Vaughn in this movie. Owen Wilson and RDJ. I see that. And everything. Let Robert Downey Jr. be the the boss who is actually trying to take down these idiots. Vince Vaughn is over there just trying to score. So is Owen Wilson. So, right. You know, I believe that these would be the best people that you can actually go with if you want to do a remake. But like I said, Absolutely. I didn't want to steal my own thunder with this film or anything like that because I'm doing a review with Quentin Bennett next uh next monday with this so you know uh, what did you think of this one did you like it or yeah at the time um i really liked it i mean i thought it was funny um we we rented it at like a a, a video like you know vhs and um i remember we couldn't wait to see it we love comedies and yeah i, I was happy with it i liked it so yeah. what's uh, what's on your next one? Okay, my next one is um, oh, this is a funny one. This is actually Kings of Comedy, 
which okay. was a stand-up movie. Um, okay. Have you ever seen The Kings of Comedy? I've seen the previews for it, but I didn't okay. actually see the film or anything like that. I was, I want to say maybe I was like nine, maybe 10 at the time or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could so, see yeah. it. Well, maybe you would have seen it though, if you could have got a hold of it. Probably. Um, <laughs> so Kings of Comedy, you have, um, I think it's four of your greatest. You have Steve Harvey, you have the late Bernie Mac, you have um, Cedric the Entertainer and you have D.L. Hoogley. And it's, um, it's a stand-up uh, comedy movie. And they each have their own sets. And it's probably one of, for me, one of the best uh, comedy stand-up movies of, of all time for me. Um, Steve Harvey, he's uh, the, the, the presenter, I guess. You know, he brings everyone out. He does his set, um, which is absolutely hilarious. If you know Steve Harvey's stand-up, uh, people love his, um, his uh, church bit that he does. And uh, he does a funny church bit um, where he has an older lady that stands up and wants to, you know, uh, give praise for today. And he takes um, the Gilligan, Gilligan's Island song or no, it was the Jefferson song and turns it into this gospel funny uh, church song. Um, you have Bernie Mac, who's uh, doing a. Uh, his performance is um, actually talking about, which was later be his show, the Bernie Mac show. He does the the bit about meeting his his uh, brother's kids and having to take custody of them, and how funny that was, um, bringing him to live with them, and and uh, it, it was just it just super funny, super mm -hmm. funny. I think everyone, if you haven't seen it. Absolutely go and see it. Um, you can get it on any platform, HBO Max. It's really good. Each comedian is really, really good. Okay. Yes. And Brandy, you mentioned Down to Earth with Chris Rock yeah, for one of the – that's a good one. I didn't think about Down to Earth. Yeah, Down to Earth. Years. I haven't seen that in a long time. Same. Same here. All I remember was DMX was actually popular during that time. Yes. And the Rough Riders anthem and him being a rich white dude and him singing that. Yes. Okay. That made me laugh my ass off every single time okay. when I watched that part. And then, of course, sipping on gin and juice and everything. <laughs> that part makes me laugh. So, yeah, that's actually a good one, babe. That was actually a good one that you actually chose because I didn't think about it that that movie that much or anything like that. So good call. Um, so I actually have another '80s classic one. Okay. This is a John Candy film. Oh, directed awesome! Directed by John Hughes, and that is Uncle Buck. Yay, Uncle Buck! Yes. And Uncle Buck is actually one of my favorite movies that John Candy has done. And there's actually a couple of more, but, you know, I actually have another John Candy fil film actually on my list, though, too. But okay. Uncle Buck, in case anybody's wondering what Uncle Buck is, if you lived underneath a rock or whatever. Um, right. But <laughs> it's basically this uncle that nobody really wants to even uh, touch base on or anything like that. He's like your last resort to actually want to babysit kids. And... Basically, some, something winds up happening to where his brother needs him to watch the kids for about a week or so and because somebody had died in their family. 
So they call John Candy up. John Candy's going through some financial problems and things like that, relational problems as well. He also lives by Wrigley Field and with the Cubs and everything. This made me laugh my ass off with the clapper and all of a sudden Wrigley Field's lights light up. That just goes to show you how much of a screw-up Buck actually is. Right. This is like one of those guys that you do not want to watch make do not want to watch your kids or anything like that. And especially Macaulay Culkin's in this movie, a young Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. This movie yeah. is full of laughs. If you're actually looking for a good, laughable movie, this is it. Especially the part where the clown shows up drunk for Macaulay Culkin's birthday. And he winds up punching him because he's drunk. And the clown pops right back up again after falling down. That made me laugh. The other scenes that made me... Oh, hold on. I love when he scares the hell out of the boyfriend. Yeah, that part was good. Out of uh, his niece's boyfriend. Remember that? Where he actually no. holds the drill in the scene? Yeah. Um, basically what happens is the daughter, uh, the brother's daughter, which is actually Uncle Buck's niece, she sneaks out of the house okay, and goes into this party, and Buck knows that she's there. So he gets a drill with a long <laughs> drill bit, okay. and he goes, have you seen this girl and everything? And they said no. Next thing you know, he walks in, in on them. Oh, matter of fact, it's not even her that he walks in on. It's actually some other random girl at a party that he's actually okay. his boyfriend's actually making out with. And he has mm -hmm. this little evil smirk on his face with the drill in his hand. He winds up uh, putting the boyfriend in the trunk. And, of course, he winds up seeing the niece walk across, walking down the street. And... At that point, that's when the niece, his niece, winds up scaring him with the uh, scare, scaring the boyfriend with the drill as well, because okay. he goes, "You're a crazy bitch. You're gonna, I'm gonna report you." Da 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 da. He goes, "Oh really?" All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> with the drill and everything, it is so great. This movie is, will make you laugh all the way through, especially with the big old huge pancakes that Buck makes in the morning oh, time. Yep. Yep. And it, yep. I was like, yep. oh, my God, I don't think I would actually leave the bathroom after eating all of that. Right. And, th and then also, too, I remember when he was cussing at the washer and dryer and everything. And the uh, neighbor thought that he was actually uh, talking ugly to a woman, to a woman and everything. <laughs> he goes, no, I was talking ugly to the washer and dryer. Dude, that so, was yeah, a good movie. It was. It was definitely a good movie. John Hughes is the best. So what do you have on your next one? Um, let's see. And that was a good pick. I'm happy that you put John Candy on there because he, he had great Thank films. Um, this one is um, number four, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. And this came oh, okay. out in 08 with Martin Lawrence, uh, Mike Epps, Monique, Harry Nicole Parker, just a great cast. And this was one of the funniest. I love Martin Lawrence and he did a great job in, in this one. So... He's um, he he was a, a just a nobody kid, and um, he grows up to become this huge radio personality or DJ. And his parents are having like their fiftieth wedding anniversary, and they want him to come back home because the family's going to get together for a reunion. And he hasn't been home in a long time, so him going home, he's going home with the mindset of how he was, how people knew him when he grew up there. So he's going back with the attitude of, I'm going back to prove something to these people. 
And so he goes back home and the movie just, it's hilarious. Um, he, he ends up seeing his uh, girl that he loved back then and who wasn't really into him. And he ends up getting the girl, his sister, who, uh, who Monique plays. Um, she does a great job in it. It's just a funny movie. It's just a mm-hmm. funny movie with little, little quirky things that happens. They have this, the funniest part is um, there's a baseball game that they're, that the family's playing and um, somebody gets knocked off with the knocked out with the ball and, and <laughs> just, just a bunch of craziness. You're going to laugh from the time that he's on the plane and lands in town and, um, and the, the suit you'll, the suit that he has to wear because his clothes got messed up. They lost his clothes. So he, um, he shows up with this old 60s or 70s suit that he has on. Martin Lawrence did a great job. It's absolutely funny. I haven't seen it in years, but that's a good one. Yeah, I remember actually seeing that movie on direct TV. A matter of fact, yeah, I did watch. The, I did watch the film back when I was in high school. I wound up loving the film. This movie is really good because yeah. who doesn't want to think of from being a zero to a hero kind of feel exactly. to it? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And you know, and Martin Lawrence has something that he wants to prove, regardless of yep. the fact no one really cares or anything. Exactly. But, exactly. <laughs> But yet Martin feels like, you know, he's going to bust if he doesn't prove anybody wrong. Right. So, so, you know, I really love that aspect. Good choice on that one. Thank you. And it was underrated. I don't think he really got a lot of praise that it should have got. You know what I mean? It came out and, you know, yeah. The peak of his career, if you actually think about it. I mean, you know, nobody really talks about this film at all. Everybody talks about bad boys. Yeah. Another uh, underrated film that he actually played in was with Tim Robbins, Nothing to Lose. Exactly. That one, I don't remember hearing people talk about it. That one really was a good one. To be honest with you, I remember in fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. my friends were talking about it and stuff like that. But after that, after so many years, nobody talks about that film. Yeah. And my favorite thing about that was the Spiderwitz Gatman. When Tim Robbins lights his uh, shoes on fire and everything with the spider being inside the car with them. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, that was actually my favorite scene and everything. And as a matter of fact, I remember it was me, my mom, and my aunt all went to go see that movie in the theaters. And I was like maybe 12, maybe 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Seeing wow. This movie. Yeah, wow. So. <laughs> Dang, yeah, you've seen I, a lot of movies. You were a movie kid. Yeah, I was. That's basically okay. all I did do is just okay. watch movies. Okay. So, well, I'm happy here. you appreciate um, that one. Thanks. I, do, I really do. I, I have a big passion for movies and film and what actors and actresses do. I have a big appreciation for what you do as well because you are an independent actress. So I do appreciate what you got, what you're doing too on your end. Thank you. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, let's see here. Another thing too is i mentioned john candy yes so now i have another john candy film and okay it is the great outdoors with dan Aykroyd. i knew it i knew it yes that's a good one and i love this <laughs> film because of the fact you know john candy's going away with his family he's trying to get away from everything he wants to teach his sons about the great outdoors and he's getting away from his brother he thinks he's getting away away from his brother and everything but it turns out his wife actually invited um, invited 
his brother over to the cabin and everything. He's over, get this, Dan Aykroyd is actually this rich snob of a person where he actually thinks he's better than everybody is. And John Candy's just <laughs> a chill, laid back dude. He's like the Uncle Buck with kids. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it works. This film works in so many ways, <laughs> especially whenever he's telling the story about when his great uncle shot the beer and stuff like that, which which is actually pretty funny. Um, then, of course, you know, he's trying to teach um, his sons, too, about how to fish. And I also love the locals in this movie, though, too, because they have their own superstitions. Also, the guy who got struck by lightning. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Or the bear and, that... Didn't the bear chase John Candy, the, the famous scene? Big yeah. bear, big bear, big bear with me. <laughs> and the bear comes trampling down over in the cabin and he knocks down the door and the door is just bobbing up and down on John Candy. Yeah. It's just so hilarious whenever you yes. actually look at it. And then also too, whenever uh, the raccoons knock over the trash cans. Yes. They actually have dialogue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, you know, this film is all around funny. This is perfect. Fa this is a perfect family film if you're actually looking for something. The stuff is kind of outdated with some of the things that they actually have, especially yeah. whenever you actually look at the arcade, which is sad because <laughs> I love the arcade. But, you know, there's always that one road trip that you go on, right? Where yeah. you, if you eat something, you get something for free. He had to eat that big old huge steak to try and That's get something right. for free. That's right. With all that gristle and yeah. grease. And yes. Yeah. That was a good film. That is timeless. All right. So okay. that was my number four. Okay. So my number three is another good family. Well, it's a family film. <laughs> um, vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay. That's actually my number three. Yeah. I actually have that on my list. Do you, what's it, which, what is it, number two or one? Number one. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Great so, minds. Okay. So obviously this movie was the best movie of the eighties and it stands up today. So you have Chevy Chase who plays uh, uh, Marty Griswold and um, he gets a bonus and he decides to take his family on a vacation to Wally World. So they drive cross country and um, oh gosh, there's so many scenes in this one. Um, he has two kids um, who I can't remember the kid's name, but one of the kids ends up doing like um, what 16 candles and, and all those other films in the eighties. So uh, anyway, Rusty was actually the son's name. Rusty. Rusty. Yes. Rusty. And so they go on this cross this country uh, this uh, cross country trip, and Marty Griswold is just the dad that just can't do anything right. He's 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 like a John Candy, a funny, just you know, does stupid shit, just you know, and the things right. that they get into. So I guess um, we'll we'll get to the part where the lady, the model that he falls in love with that he sees on the trip. So the famous scene of this beautiful blonde and this beautiful, it looks like a Corvette 
And uh, he's driving, his wife is asleep, the kids are in the backseat arguing about something, and he notices the blonde in the next car, and she's kind of winking at him, and he's like, oh, wow, she's flirting with me and everything. And uh, as he's flirting with her, a truck comes, he, <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> see it, and they end up going off the side of the road, I mean, jumping over this little mountain, whatever, and landing. And it's absolutely hilarious. The kids are in the front seat. They're in the middle of the desert. Um, they go and visit family. And the family's kind of um, hillbilly-ish, I guess. Yeah. You'd well, say? Maybe quaint. Yeah. Because, yes. because he's just so redneck and so out there in left field or in a field by himself, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, Randy Quaid is definitely the guy that is the complete opposite of, of what Griswold is. Yes. Which is totally crazy. It shows to show you just because you live in the same household does not mean that, yeah. that, you know, you're going to see eye to eye with your brother. And that's exactly right. how it is. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, I won't talk too much about it because I don't want to get into Aunt Edna and all that because I'm sure the same scenes that I like, you'll like. So I'll just right. leave it right there because yes. I'll let you talk about the other great scenes. The the the, the daughter stirring the Kool-Aid with her hand right. when they go visit the... There's actually a blooper in Texas whenever he gets the bl uh, blowout on the tire. Yeah. Get this. There's another scene where all of a sudden the tire is actually okay. Really? Yeah. Didn't catch it. Didn't <laughs> yeah, catch it. I didn't get that. You want to know what's funny? My ex-uncle, whenever we were actually watching this uh, back yeah. when I was a kid, he goes, there's a blooper there. I'm like, wait, there is? And he <laughs> rewinded it back, and it was actually the tire. Okay. Like, it was actually flat. And then also, too, uh, their whole entire mission is to go to Wally World, yes. which is like Six Flags, which yes. is also like... Uh, Universal Studios, Disney World, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's their main main reason why they're going. This is actually goes to show you <laughs> what everything that can go wrong in a car will go wrong in a car ride with your family. Absolutely. And John Candy so, made an appearance yep. because John Candy was one of the security guards at Wally World that Griswold decides to, oh, you know, because it's right. closed. Is closed and they refuse to take no for an answer. So that was my number three. Okay, National so, Vacation. All right. Since that was your number three, I'm just gonna go with my number two. Yep. Or you know what? I think I'm just gonna substitute that. I'm gonna go okay. on ahead and go with the mask with Jim Carrey. Yes, yes. And yes. I remember as a kid and everything, my friends and I doing impressions of the mask. I remember going. Stop it. And then uh <laughs> chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom, uh and stuff like that. I I remember the whole a matter of fact, I bought the soundtrack just for the Mexican Congo line. Really? Thing. Yeah, because I was gonna try and do something similar to that for my talent show, but okay. it just never happened. So <laughs> but uh I, I actually bought the soundtrack for that. And also too, the comedic timing with it was really good. Uh, of course, you also have uh, what's the actress name that played on uh, There's Something About Mary? Carmen Diaz Cameron was in it. Diaz. Yeah, mm -hmm. Cameron Diaz was in it. Yeah. I mean, she was hot in that movie, though. Absolutely. <laughs> but, she was. Absolutely. But, you know, 
as a kid, I'm like, I'm I'm drooling whenever I was a kid. But yeah, um, but yeah, there's also another scene though too. When we first, oh, Brandy said I haven't seen the Max and Mask forever. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that movie in forever either. I know it was about Stanley Ipkiss. Ipkiss is like a zero who works at a bank, yeah. a bank teller, uh, well, loans officer, and basically. He has zero confidence in himself, so he winds up finding this mask. He puts the mask on. Then he winds up pretty much becoming a cartoon character of everything that he actually grew up with. And I also like it whenever he actually gets revenge on the mechanics that are actually fixing his car. This movie is just insanity all over the place. Yes, and they did a great job on the the effects of the the mask itself. Um, Definitely. yeah, and, and like you said, the cartoons, the big hats, and the, you know, the, I forget the name, Zoot Suits, I guess. They're called Zoot Suits yeah. back in the day. Yep. But yeah, that, that was a good pick. I had that on my list earlier and took it off because, like I said, there were so many Jim Carrey's that I just, yeah. Okay. Um, good pick. Good pick. Okay, so my number one, and I hope you've seen this. Well, not, you probably did. You've seen movies. Um, Friday, the movie Friday. Yeah. Matter of fact, okay. you know, Okay, here's the thing. I never smoked weed in my life or anything like that, but it seemed like every time I would come home from school on a Friday, I would watch Friday. (laughs) Just because, right, right. Matter of fact, I was going to put that on my list, but then, like you said, other comedies, I would find out the other things. But I'm glad that you put this one on there. Well, this one, um, Ice Cube, star and directed it. And he plays a, a, a guy that gets fired on his day off. And he has a best friend whose name is Smokey and Smokey loves to smoke. That's what he does. Ice Cube's not a smoker. And so the story takes place from their front porch and their neighborhood. And you have many different characters. And I mean, many different characters in the film, um, many different one-liners in the film. The, the basis of the film is, um, so he gets laid off or fired on his day off. Smokey ends up getting into some trouble because uh, he's selling weed and he doesn't have all the money for the dealer that he's getting it from, who happens to be a big worm, who they call Big Perm because he has <laughs> these rollers in his hair and he um, also drives the ice cream truck. And so... You know, they're they're playing around through the whole film. Smokey doesn't believe that Big Perm or Worm's going to kill him about his money. So they have to get $200 by the end of the film to pay Big Perm Worm back. And that's where the story takes place. So you end up meeting different characters that live in their hood. And you laugh from the time the movie starts, literally, to the when the movie ends. The movie's just great. Smokey was absolutely hilarious. You have a character named uh, Ezel, who is <laughs> who is the uh, the local um, homeless bum that will clean your car for a dollar, that will shine your shoes for a dollar, that goes into the grocery store and for, and pretends like he slip and fell just to get money. It's it's great. It's a great film. It really in is. that. I've seen it so many times and and you put it on and it's it's like watching Seinfeld. You laugh every time you see the same thing. Definitely. And then also to smoke it, smoke it. Right. <laughs> right. right. Or um um you got knocked Good. the fuck out. 
Or, yeah, that was my um, favorite one. He gonna cry in a car. <laughs> Just all then the one-liners. The- so many one-liners. Right. Then he goes, the cook, uh, whenever he's up in the chicken coop and everything, <laughs> though, too, that was actually funny. <laughs> I was in my damn drawers. Because <laughs> he has then, this flinching uh, thing that he does. And so he tells a story of why he's flinching. And the dude ends up giving him weed that was laced with angel dust. And it 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 tripped him out. So he ends up being in the chicken coop all night. Right. And then he goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. He starts doing that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Funny freaking movie, dude. I still we own it on DVD. I actually still have that movie on DVD too. I have Friday and next Friday on DVD. Yeah, that's okay. actually in my collection. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandy said, "Do y'all remember House Party?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was a yep, good I one. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I actually remember that one. That had a lot of good laugh out moments too. Yes, you know, it did. you can't go wrong with Kid and Play. You can't go wrong with Kid it, and Play exactly. at all. And Martin Lawrence, remember, it had like everyone who was anyone back at that time yeah. in that film. Big stars Definitely. came out of that film. A lot of stars did. And yeah. I'm glad that they actually got noticed and got noticed for yes. their acting abilities. That's just fantastic. And you yes. know, um, let's see here. I actually have one more um, for my number two. I've got Ace Ventura down. Okay. That detective. And. Yeah, the very first one, not the second one. I love okay. the first one, especially yes. whenever he's. You know what? What? Here's the scene that I love. I love the landlord when he comes over there. It's Ventura, and goes, "Do you?" And he goes, and then he goes, "Do you want to go? Um, have you been to hell?" He goes, "No, thanks. I don't want to be in a relationship, but thank you though." <laughs> and so he goes, "I need to see your apartment. I've been hearing noise. I've." animals and he's just over there doing like the little tapping signaling the animals to go hide yeah but yeah. i also like the ups part though too where he's just uh kicking the box all over the place scraping it all yeah. over the the wall and everything and things like that just well there was something that was very important there but anyways <laughs> you can go on ahead and leave me a note on how well i delivered this item <laughs> have a good day <laughs> and so Oh my god! Or but the yeah, um, I, the the scene where he dresses up in the um, the tutu where he's going to the mental hospital. Oh yeah. Remember yeah. that he's part when he's coach. playing like he's doing football. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite scenes. That is so hilarious, dude. He was. I fell in love with Jim Carrey after that. I mean, I watched them on In Living Color, and then to see him do basically a lot of the skits that he did on In Living Color, he brought in too. Um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Right. You can definitely see yeah. that he used a lot of living color representations yeah. and everything. It worked. It works out in his favor and everything. It came. Absolutely. Oh, my French, uh, the Frenchie came in from Schmoes of the North. Hey, Frenchie, glad to actually have you on <laughs> as a guest. This time, not as a, a co-host or a, uh, or a guest. I appreciate you on here. But yeah, I mean, I definitely love that scene, especially because let's watch that in reverse, shall we? Absolutely classic. My my son was like one years old or maybe two years old at the time. And he loved he fell in love with um um pet detective. 
And from there, love Jim Carrey. Seen every Jim Carrey film. So yeah, that takes me back. Same here as well. I'm glad I actually put this one down. Don't get me yes. wrong. I like When Nature Calls a little bit for certain scenes, but there's nothing like that very first Ace no. Ventura film and everything. No. And that's like what I loved. Okay, so let's go on ahead and go with uh, your next pick. My next pick, let's see. Oh, gosh. I think I did. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I did. No, it was... um. It was coming to America. Okay, okay. It was so, coming to America. And yeah, we've covered that. I mean, okay. Soul Glow. Okay. Um, yeah, all that. Okay. So do you have a number one? My number one was Friday. Okay. So my number one is going to be Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I haven't seen that in forever. You have to bring me back. Okay, so basically it's about this guy named Peter. Peter's going through a tough breakup and everything, and he wants to get over his girlfriend who plays in this bad detective show that he actually do, does theme songs with and things like that for the show. And it's a detective show. It's kind of like a CSI kind of show with Alec Baldwin. And so his brother's like, you need to get away. You need to get out of that place. He goes, I can't help it. Everything reminds me of Sarah. Sarah. This cereal uh, box that she got for me reminds me of Sarah because she told me that it would keep my cereal fresh and that's what I've done. <laughs> and then there's even the scene where she breaks up with him and he comes out of the shower and he's naked. You get, to, you see everything. There's, there was no cutting away from it or anything like that. He goes, okay. here, put some clothes on. He goes, no, if I put clothes on, that means that we're, we're broke up. If, if I'm naked, that means we're still, I still have a chance. But um, <laughs> then, of course, you know, he goes over to Hawaii to try and get over her. And then that's where he meets up with Mila Kunis as the receptionist, the person who's actually taking the reservations. He goes, sir, have you ever a reservation? He goes, actually, no. I was just going to try and wing it mm. and everything and see what you have. He goes, well, the only thing we have is a Kapui, Kapua suite. And which is also one of those big, huge uh, suites that only Oprah Winfrey could actually afford, for okay. example. Okay. And stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Russell Brand and <laughs> Sarah. And he goes, hey, mate, have you seen my shoe? It looks like this shoe, but it was a twin. <laughs> and so at that point and everything goes, okay. Uh, so he looks at uh, the receptionist and goes, and she goes, yeah, a matter of fact, sir, we do have an opening in the Kapoa suite and everything. Here you go. Here's your key and enjoy your stay. Because she actually figured out what Sarah was doing was trying to make him jealous. Okay. And everything. So it was actually really good. Uh, this film will make you laugh all the way through this whole entire film. Uh, the ho Even the hotel staff is getting tired of Peter. Because all Peter does is talk about Sarah. About how mm -hmm. heartbroken he is. Mila uh, mm -hmm. tells him this quiet... Uh, to keep the noise down from crying because that wasn't me and everything. There was some old lady up on the top floor. She's been keeping me up too. Just Peter. Yeah. You're on the very top floor. You're on the, you're the last floor. Oh, okay. I'll keep it down. So it's really good. It's one of those films that okay. I could actually watch when I'm having a bad day or anything like that. It is just a fantastic film. 
Russell Brand is just an asshole all the way through this film, though. He's a British asshole. But, you know, the way that he actually comes off and everything it makes yeah. it really laughable. Then, of okay. course, Jonah Hill's in this movie, though, too. And things like that. He's a big, huge fan of Elvis Snow, which is also played by Russell Brand. He goes, okay. hey, would you go ahead and check out my demo? And he winds up telling him, yeah, I'll make sure I never do that. And throws the demo tape away. <laughs> so it's a really okay. good. Well, let's see. My friend Frenchie says, I love you, John, but overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my girlfriend says that she hasn't seen this movie or anything. So, you know, it might actually be a time for me to actually introduce her to this movie because I actually own go. it on TV. So there you go. There but, you go. But uh, Frenchie, if you're in here, go ahead and tell me what your favorite movie is for a comedy. But I know that comedies is not one of your main suits or whatever. But if you actually have like a dark comedy or something, go on ahead and tell me if you're still here. But anyways, <laughs> you know, I just want to say this, Rossi. Thank you for actually being on the show. I mean, this has been a blast talking about comedies. I'm glad that we actually got a chance to do this. I know we yeah. went a little bit over the markers that we normally do, but it's always been a it's always a blast having you on. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I have a good time doing your 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 movie list and and you know, having to go back and rewatch some stuff. So I really do appreciate it. I love coming on your platform. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And where can the kiddos find you at? They can find me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Rossi Lynn Park One. And on Facebook, you can find me um, Rossi Lynn or Rossi McCree. Either page, you can find me there. Okay, and of course, everybody can go on ahead and do this. If you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but we have a GoFundMe page for Movie Lovers Unite. Let's go fundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite. Go on ahead, donate to the show if you guys want to. If you guys don't have to, if you don't want to, we also have another place that you can actually donate towards the show, and that's called buymeacoffee.com slash Movie Lovers. We also have a page for all your entertainment needs and everything, and that is www.movieloversunite.com. And we also have a Patreon for Movie Lovers Unite. It's Patreon forward slash Movie Lovers Unite. And we're going to be doing classic movies for the $10 tier. That's going to be your 1950s movies to the 1990s movies and stuff like that for your classic one. We're going to be reviewing an old classic movie from the 50s or maybe the 30s. It's actually called Caesar. It's an old gangster black and white film that Tamika and I are going to actually review. We're also doing documentary series coming up. That's your $10 tier. And we're going to be doing that for $10. We're going to be reviewing at least one episode out of the documentary series. And then also, too, we also have a $20 tier where you can get both of them and plus a free digital copy of a movie. So that's a little giveaway that we're actually doing for, you, for all of our fans if you guys want to sign up. So, and then we also have a Pinterest page for Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite. And then, of course, on Instagram, Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite. You can also catch me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit and also at John DeGorio8 on Twitter. And always and until next time, it's been a blast, Rossi. I appreciate you again you. for taking the Thank time you. out. I know I was a little late, but, oh, you know, hockey. But, <laughs> but, hey, I had to review these hockey outfits and everything and talk to Frenchie about hockey. <laughs> So that's just the northern boy in me. So anyways, always until next time, guys. It's been a blast. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.